Hello, you are listening to The Dungeon Boys. Thanks for giving us some grace while we took a bit of a self-care vacation the last couple of weeks, but we're back with some awesome storytelling and fun times to share with you. For those of you who have never listened to our show, we are a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition homebrew campaign in a cool science fiction high fantasy world. And this podcast is rated R or M or whatever you would like to know that it's mature. It's for mature audiences because we say ridiculous shit all the time. Let's go ahead and introduce the boys who are the phenomenal cast of our first campaign. Tell them about yourself, boys. What it do, daddies and dames? It is your boy, Grant. I play your golden dragonborn barbarian, Kothal Todash. I dabbed when I said that because I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) What up, everyone? Uh, I'm Anthony. I played your boy Grayson Cato, the half-elf ranger warlock on the Dungeon Boys. First campaign, Stardust Echoes. Hi, guys. It's Ellie. I play Pants, the artificer Cobalt on Stardust Echoes. My name's Dylan, and I play Temple, the Warforged Monk. Oh, hey there, friends. It's me, Lindsay. <laughs> and I play Six, the Tabaxi Rogue. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> My name is Arlen. I play the winged tiefling, Sorlock. Yes, I took a level in Sorcerer. Nice. <laughs> and my name is Justine, and I am your dungeon master for this campaign. If you're liking what you're listening to, you can find us on any social media at the Dungeon Boys, spelled B-O-I-Z. This year, we had a personal goal to support artists and commission them to create pieces for our show. So if you like cool art, if you like to imagine what the characters might look like through other eyes, go check us out on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Discord, and Facebook. And of course... You can get sneak peeks, listen to early episodes, even name an NPC or create a magic item on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Dungeon Boys. And now the Dungeon Boys proudly present Stardust Echoes. Last episode. After a narrow escape from the prison's clutches, the team felt the weight of their actions as ships and pods loaded with prisoners started to flee. They themselves were going to make a quick getaway when Territh decided to pay them a visit. He revealed that both Valen and Grayson were somehow latching onto his power and some sort of bond had been formed. He also revealed that it was Lilith who had trapped him on Terra 19 for so long. He gave them new coordinates to find what they were looking for, the tracker zoning in on the cannon's key. And at long last, the team chose to finally give themselves a name, and the Harper's Requiem came to be. Torash, you've just gotten off of a sentimental call with Terwin and walk off your ship to see Pants listening in. 
When you stepped off the ship, the first thing you feel is muggy smog hitting your reptilian nostrils. There is a damp haze that seems to cling to all of you and everything on the surface of this planet, even despite the consistent rain pouring down around all of you. As the rain stops and starts again, you glance up and skyscrapers, speeders, flashing lights, advertisements in every language go so high in the sky that you can't even see the tops of it amongst the clouds and pollution. Drunks and dark-cloaked figures busily walk the streets around you, while cyberpunk motorcycles and quick droids whip in between the people walking, everyone acting as if this is a normal part of life on this busy, dark planet. You begin your walk through the sludgy streets and start to trek downwards, deeper into the slums of this black market planet. The team glances at you, Torash, on and off, wondering how your conversation with Terrawent went, but seeming to respect your space. I'll let you all take it from here. Hey, uh, Temple. Yes? Uh, Terrawent said that she's actually really close to finishing your tea, or getting close to your tea recipe, so she's got just about everything that, that she needs, so... Oh, that's great news. Um, and I think as, as we turn to walk, Temple puts his hand on uh, the mask, sort of absentmindedly, uh, that's tied around his waist, and his hand uh, starts to glow. Uh, the, the normal, like, sort of key energy, it's, like, white at first, and then it shifts to the necrotic black, and he lifts his hand, almost surprised, kind of shakes it off, and... Um, continues walking. So you all see that. Do they? Or do you want to do it? What's uh, what's your passive perception, everyone, versus Temple's uh, dexterity? Wow, 12. Do I just roll dex? No, 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 just tell me your dex stuff. Oh, my dex is... I'm at 16. So anyone have a passive perception above a 16? My passive perception is 19. Grayson for sure sees it. Fuck you. Mine's 11. <laughs> I have very high perception. I'm on Torash's shoulder anyway, so I don't see it. Grayson, as you're kind of trying to protect the team and you look down, you see this temple's necrotic energy and he kind of, it, like, he looks at his hand and then continues walking. Yeah, I think Grayson makes very brief eye contact with Temple and just kind of shoots a you okay look at Temple, but doesn't kind of say anything Temple pauses for a moment and nods back. Yes. I mean, Grayson doesn't raise any alarms or, or want to draw the rest of the team's attention to to what's going on, so. Pants um, whispers over to Torash and, 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 or doesn't whisper, he says probably a little louder than he should. <laughs> <laughs> Torash, if your bed's so cold at night, you know, I can set heaters to it and, you know, heat it up. Oh my god, everyone hears that. <laughs> <laughs> Does the dragonborn blush? I do. I mean, we don't want you to get cold at night or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, the nose, the nose bridge pinch and you can see you can see Torash's face just does slightly get a little bit more red. <laughs> the brow pinch like oh. <sighs> Pancha was a figure of speech. It wasn't actually colder. Okay, you're not getting cold at night, though. No. You don't need extra blankies? No. Okay. I appreciate the sentiment, though. Okay. Just let me know. Can't help you out. 
I feel like Pants needs to know what a private message means. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Genuine concern. <laughs> you all are walking, and then you kind of stand there and realize you do not know where you're going, and you all look at Six. Oh, yeah. She has already started walking ahead of everybody and then looks back like, are you guys coming? Lead the way. So the first thing that you notice on the path that Six is taking you is that it slopes downwards. You almost get the feeling like the city is starting to eat you alive. The paths slowly get dirtier, trash littering the floor, and smaller and thinner. So you almost have to walk in either twos or sometimes even one after another in a single file line. Six doubles back from time to time, and as you pass different establishments, you hear laughter as, like, smoke billows out. You hear yelling, music, crashes, and bangs. And it dawns on you that this is indeed a city that never sleeps. Figures kind of stand outside here and there of palm shops, eyeing you up and down, and, like, smoking cigarettes. Some of them even spit at you as you walk by. An ogre and an elf quickly turn away from each other as you walk down the path and immediately start walking away, but both keeping eyes on your group. You make a sharp right turn after that, and Six kind of glances back. And when your attention turns to Six, you see she's 100% in her element. It's almost like a missing figure of an art piece that you always kind of knew existed. Is the paintings really coming to life in front of you? Her fur almost blending in with the smog and shadows, and... Her feet just move so perfectly and quickly, she seems to barely touch the ground. The confidence and sleekness of her gait makes you all feel incredibly grateful that your tabaxi bounty hunter friend has taken the lead. Then you make a sharp left and the street kind of opens up much wider and flattens out. And there are women and men in different brightly colored outfits kind of standing outside. And they all look up as if they weren't expecting a bigger group and a tiefling woman with the shoulders of her dress kind of sliding down a bit, kind of steps in front of Grayson and and dares to block his path and says, How are you doing tonight? I'm fine, thank you. And Grayson just keeps walking. Mm. And she like kind of is following you. And then you see a cyborg woman kind of (laughs) look at Temple who's holding his chest and she drapes a cyborg arm and says, Need some fixing or rest. (laughs) I don't think I would be very interesting to you. I think everything's interesting for the right credits. (laughs) Hmm. No. (laughs) No. No. (laughs) Just no. And the cyborg woman just completely turns around at the no and looks for the next available person. And then a small gnome kind of walks up and looks you all up and down and kind of taps Torash's leg to see if it's real gold or not almost and because you're so shiny in this dark place and then kind of looks up at pants and eyes pants. Pants is up on my shoulder. Yeah, I'm sitting up on top of Torash's shoulder. She taps on Torash's leg and you both look down she goes, need to take some weight off your horns. And her little nails are clicking together. Huh. I don't have any weight on my horns. No thanks. <laughs> Torash? Pants is so naive of this planet right now. What? Pants, all I'm going to say is they're asking money for favors that you do not want to fulfill. Oh. 
What kind of favors? You favors that you think Terwin and I do. What do you guys do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, and I keep walking. Six looks back and checks in on all of you, and one of the girls makes eye contact with Six and is like, <gasps> and whispers to the other girl, and they start backing up. Well, I hope I didn't offend them. Six just kind of snarls at everybody. Don't talk to anybody here. Keep moving. <laughs> yes, and then she turns into a tour guide. And to your left here is where I first learned how to throw a knife. And on the right, I got in my very first fist fight. Hans is like taking pictures. I won. <laughs> and down this alley is where I first murdered my yeah. <laughs> first person. My first person. I, I murdered my first victim right here next to this very dumpster. Oh, look, the blood stain is still there. Ooh, Torash, take me over there. I want to take a picture. <laughs> If you look closely, <laughs> instead of tour guide Barbie, we have tour guide bounty hunter. <laughs> so as six takes you down further, you finally get to a really wide, bizarre market type establishment, and it's in a really big circle. So there's people everywhere talking, trading, drinking, smoking, and you kind of walk in and you feel like a dampening feeling. That kind of tells you that there's our warding spells to make sure that folks don't find out about this place, which is officially the black market. There are shopkeepers standing, selling wares. You know, one Goliath next to you is yelling, house-made explosives, untraceable, come and get them. And you kind of, whoa, this guy's really loud and, and just trying to push out product. Uh, so just for better imagination for you all, basically... There are shops on your left and right that kind of curve in this big circle that are all facing each other. There's four full-built building shops on each side with little wagons and vendor booths between them. And at the center is a big outdoor bar, um, like serving cocktails and drinks. And there's various tables and benches set up throughout this space. At the opposite side of the circle where you entered is three huge statues, all about 150 feet tall. The three statues are carved from like a dark onyx marble. And one is a long-haired elf in noble armor and really ritzy fashions. The next is a human with like workers' robes and a mining hat on. And the last is a lizard folk with kind of ancient torn-up robes and some like really holy jewelry. And all three statues kind of face each other in a triangle and have their arms out so that their palms are all touching center up and this huge blue magical flame is at the center of their palms. And that is the major source of light for this market. So because it's just this one giant blue flame, all the shadows seem extremely elongated and exaggerated and all the colors seem a little off to your eyes. You can't really see well. It seems like this was all done on purpose to kind of make it harder to recognize folks and they can be easy, they can be shady. And uh, you have your shopping time. Have fun. Woo! All right, on. Let's go. Mm, cool. Which uh, six? Which one of these would be would be good for armor? Hmm. Probably hot stuff blacksmithing. <laughs> <laughs> hot stuff coming through. <laughs> You're either gonna get it at hot stuff, or you know, we got the copper vault general. 
He's he's got a, he's got a couple of things in there. A lot of these sh- uh, shops change up, um, so these aren't the same ones from when I was here previously. But just be careful what you buy. Take a good look at it, and just operate under the assumption that it's probably hot. A lot of this stuff has fallen off the back of a truck. It's probably been stolen. So I'm assuming that the, the our our credits won't be tracked to this location. We don't want to leave a paper trail on this planet. Nobody swipe your fucking wrists. If you need something, come to me or come to Grayson. All right, go see mom and dad. I get it. All right. <laughs> well, actually, if you take a look at those really cool friendship bracelets that I made everybody, I put a little special surprise in them. I took some inspiration from our tabaxi friend Six over here because she's so sneaky. I was wondering what this mustache-shaped charm was on this bracelet. <laughs> Dylan, exactly. <laughs> Dang it. He knows me so well. Um, yeah, and as you look at the bracelets, you notice that if you move the charm right over where you'd normally scan your wrist, it does come up with a different name. Six gives uh, Pants a little scritchum under the chin and says, We just always underestimate you, don't we? You're so smart. I am smart. Thank you for noticing. (laughs) Good work, Pants. So, you guys, I mean, I pick names for you. You can keep them. I think they're all really great. I think Balan's Otis. Hey, hey, God. What the fuck is at the soggy chicken? (laughs) Probably some soggy chicken, if I had to guess. You know that's a fried chicken joint. (laughs) You'll find out. That was actually, the soggy chicken was named by one of our Patreons. Nice. God, can you give us just, like, a brief rundown of what each of these shops is about? Or do we have to, like... Sure. No, they would have signs on them. You have eight shops in front of you, including a bar in the middle. The bar has a huge sign called the Greasy Butterfly over it. Then to the left, and I'm going to go in a circle here, you have the Ninth Life, which is an alchemist shop. Okay. You have Hot Stuff Blacksmithing, which is a blacksmith. Right. You have the False Tower which has a huge sign that says closed over it. The Scarlet Borealis is a music shop and kind of like you can buy uh, games. It's like an entertainment shop. Okay. The JJ Jeweler is an actual jeweler's. Undercovers is a books and novels store. The Soggy Chicken is a tailor shop. And the Copper Vault is is um, a general store. Okay, so um, when Pants mentions the the wrist thing, Balan's going to look at his and scan it to his wrist, and the name pops up. Sir Archibald McNugget. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, nice, Pants. And you just hear like a, (laughs) thanks, Pants. That's one's my personal favorite. (laughs) So yeah. There's a lot of people bustling about. Some people give you a look, and they just don't look anymore. It's uh, people avoid eye contact here. All right. Will everybody want to meet at the Greasy Butterfly in about an hour? Sounds good to me. Should we pair off or? Sure. I want to go to the Ninth Life. That sounds interesting. I don't think I would recommend us splitting up. I'm going to be really honest with you. Unless we want pants to end up on the black market. I don't think that's a good choice. (laughs) That'd be fun. (laughs) Let's all stick together and what's our main goal here? We're trying to find this key. Oh, right. We're here for a reason. We're trying to find the key for one. We don't know what it looks like, right? We don't know what the key looks like. Yes. I, for one, need some sustenance. 
So why don't we all head to the Greasy Butterfly right now, get a little libations, get a little rejuvenation, and I'll suss out and see if I can uh, talk to any contacts in here and see if we can find someone that might know where the key is. All right, so we go to the Greasy Butterfly. Yep, you see a uh, yellow dragonborn, not gold like Tora. She's like a bright neon yellow. Ooh. Is kind of fastly serving. And then there's a human on his other side of the bar because the bar is kind of like two halves of a circle is also serving. And uh, you walk up to the human and she's like, hey, what can I do for you? Come on, come on. I don't got a lot of time here. What do you want? Hey, listen, sister. Oh, geez. All right, relax. What do you want? <laughs> We're going to get... Two foggy donkeys, three Hasselhoffs, and uh, uh, a, a smokestack for the for the little for the little guy over here. That's like our strongest drink. You want the little guy to have that? I can take it. Yeah. <laughs> she starts bustling around. And she goes, "That's two credits." Wow. Six scans her mustachio bracelet, and the name is. Guten Tagenhaus. Pants <laughs> <laughs> really had fun with these. Okay. Yeah, and you know, you wait. You're sitting there. People kind of go in and out. And then uh, you get all your drinks come out. Pants, yours is kind of smoking. The uh, the donkey ones, uh, they're like in these almost like potion vials. And they're like a murky brown. And then the other ones are like a very creamy white. Mm, the Hasselhoffs. Yeah. Delicious. Uh, pants goes well. Bottoms up. <laughs> take it slow. Take it. Take it slow on that pants. Uh, he chugs it. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Immediately throws up. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Um, steam starts to come off of his horns, and then he like convulse a little bit. Torres just grabs the back of, of Pants' shirt and then just holds him out. <laughs> He's like, Torres, <laughs> take me outside. Take me outside, Torres. <laughs> I go just kind of like stand outside, just like right outside the door. <laughs> still still holding up at arm's length. Grayson goes up to the, the bartender and just essentially orders like a bowl of pretzels and nuts, like bar nuts, essentially. <laughs> Do you drink your drink, Grayson? No. But when Grayson scans his mustache bracelet, the name comes up as Blue Child Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> Temple just pours the drink and it just all goes, just goes in his face and all down him. It splashes it in his face. Yeah. Pants and Torash are currently outside while Pants is vomiting onto the street. Aww. Uh, the dragon board comes over and he goes, you're a Warforged, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, something for you. And he... Pulls out a syringe full of liquid that you can inject into your wires. This is pretty rare, but I heard it gets Warforged's nice and junk. I've heard about these. I've never seen one. May I inspect it? Yeah, just make sure your friends don't touch the edge because it's got some poison for humans in it. Humanoids. Yeah, I think this would kill anyone else here. Um, I'm going to investigate <laughs> it. Roll investigation. Well, it's a good thing Pants isn't there. Uh, <laughs> Temple rolled a seven. Looks good to you. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Six, what do you think? Should I... This apparently will get me drunk. What do you think? Yeah, you want me to... You want me to take a look at it? You want me to roll investigation, too? Yes, please. Can you hold on to it for another time? Well, that's a ten. Six rolled a ten. Um, yeah, it, you've probably heard of these, seen these before, Six. They're to help with folks that normally have more cyborg parts, so they can't process alcohol as much. 
but this looks like a very pure, purer version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go nuts. Have fun, Temple. Are you sure? You'll be fine. Hmm. Okay. Uh, one problem. I don't have any money. I got you. Oh, thank you. Well, your bracelet. Get your bracelet. Oh, yeah, let me let me check. Um, he pushes the, the button on the mustache icon and uh, trombone Malone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I am trombone Malone, and I am paying for this. Thank you very much. Three credits. I check, and I see that six wired me uh, the credits I need, and I scan the mustache. <laughs> so, Lindsay, you're down to one credit now. Great. <laughs> and then it, I, I think he hands the syringe, or he like just holds the syringe. He doesn't know what to do with it. Um, could somebody help me? I've never done this. Pants? Oh, the pants are here. You're just drugging Temple. <laughs> well, I figured, you know, when in Stratus. Willingly. <laughs> I love this. Hey, he's getting the full human experience. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to explore worldliness in a new way, and this seems like. A good way. Six grabs a leather strap and oh, Jesus. ties it on his arm. What's this for? Oh, just uh, you might feel a little pressure here. Just hang on. Okay. It's terrible. She grabs his arm, finds a nice, juicy, ripe wire to Hose. wire palpate, <laughs> yeah. and she just jams it in. Ah. Temple, roll a Constitution saving throw. No. Oh my God. <laughs> That's a fucking nat one. Oh, oh my God. Fuck up. Hammered. <laughs> Temple's drunk. Everyone's drunk. So yeah, you guys see one of Temple's eyes gets really bright and the other one gets really dim and then they kind of start switching. Get fucked up. Get fucked up. Uh, he, he like looks at his hands with his like vision kind of coming and going. And he's like, this is new. 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 He he starts getting kind of itchy. Um, he stands up, and I've never been drunk before. This is oh. Six grabs him by the arm and yanks him back down. Uh, oh, thank thank you, thank you. <laughs> she grabs him and looks him right in his eyes and says, "Fucking get it together, man. Be cool. You don't want to get us kicked out of here." Just breathe, man. Six six. I am deeply aware of the impermanence of the world right now. <laughs> Roll a d4. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. At this point, I'm sure uh, Tarash and, and Pants come back in after Pants is cleaned up. Yeah. I think that this is probably the equivalent of an IPA. Like, this is not, like, black tar or anything. <laughs> yeah, this is nothing crazy, but <laughs> this is the first time he's done anything, like, <laughs> yeah. and, at all. I'm freaking out, man. Uh, that, that d4 was a one. You're going to be drunk for one hour. Oh, phew. I want to I wanna try to help him out a little bit, though. So one of the spells I have is Witch Bolt, right? So I want to harness a little bit of electricity. And just kind of like, I'm like, I'm like, hold on, hold on. Let, let, me, let me try something in the temple. Let me try something. And then just harness a little bit of it to kind of like shock him into sobriety, like splashing cold water <laughs> in your face. Like a one cup of coffee. <laughs> you see like little red and black sparks of electricity just shoot like from my, like, I, like from my hands. I'm like by his face. Fucking sober up, bro. But it's just it's just like it's just like a little just little shock. Like I'm not trying to cast a little spell. I'm just trying to like give him a little bit of a shock, like like help him kind of sober up. You guys know when you're drunk, and for those who aren't listening and you haven't drank, that's awesome. But here you go for here's some fucking knowledge. You know, like <laughs> when you drink and then you stand up and you're like, whoa, like kind of what just happened to Temple. 
but then you like feel really good with it and you like start cruising with that feeling that's what the i think that's what the buzz does like you're trying to do it like bzzz, and then literally it helped the alcohol go deeper into his wires and he's just like oh fuck hell yeah he's vibe vibing yeah, he's and thriving no he's vibing he's vibing. <laughs> he just starts dancing yeah he uh he gets zaps like oh Thank you, Valen. He stands up ardently. Do today what must be done. Who knows? Tomorrow death comes. And he, he tries to leave <laughs> the bar. And he wants to walk towards the light like a moth to the flame, the, the three statues. Oh, I, I'm, I'm grabbing Temple. I'm grabbing, like, no, 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 Temple. Yeah. Temple, no, no, no. I was going to say, I'm sure just as, just as he's walking towards the door, Torash and Pants Torash and Pants come back in. Looking lightweight. As you all watch Temple start walking towards the statues and you run towards him, I need you all to roll perception. Oh, God. That is a 10 plus 2. That's 12. Ooh, that was better. Torash rolled a 17. 6 rolls a 21. Grayson rolled a 22. Pants rolled a 6. Okay. Torash, 6, and Grayson, you notice that there are some folks standing under the temple, or under the figures. They're kind of like looking up, they're looking to the side, and one of them looks really familiar. He's got yellowy, scraggly hair. He's got an eye patch over one eye. Shit. He's older, he's got like a a beard. Oh, smiley gay. He's wearing like a a pirate's coat, and he's kind of just leaning against one of the statues, looking at you guys. Ah, stoner. Grayson sees him and is immediately filled with just an unquenchable rage. (laughs) Six shoots Grayson a look and just says, Grayson? Grayson's like white-knuckling the edge of the bar. Don't. And just like a vein popping out on his forehead. Fucking don't. Level one of of barbarian class. (laughs) (laughs) You pulled Temple back to the bar then? Yeah, I think he sits, but he brushes the hand off. He's like, relax, relax. Nothing's under control. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Stunner has now seen you, and he starts to casually walk towards you guys. And he's like, hey, guys. What? Oh, you got off that planet, huh? Yeah, that's pretty apparent, isn't it? Hey, Stunner. Where's Phantom? Hey man, I don't know. She uh, she didn't want me to work for her anymore. Unfortunate. Apparently, I take too many drugs. <laughs> hey, I took a drugs today. Oh, drugs! <laughs> oh, drugs. Okay, pants clues. Pants clues in as goes. You did what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's pretty great, right? And then he just sits up next to Temple and he's like, "How you feeling, man?" Uh, I, if Temple had a face, you could probably sense that he'd be smiling uh, but he's like I am not okay <laughs> his eyes are all like happy looking yeah, and this, stuff like yeah this is awful well it's nice to see you guys nice to see you too it signals the bartender and gets a drink and starts to get up later stoner so uh did she just abandon you here stoner or what turns back around oh shit you still got Corville's gun yeah He's going to be pissed if he sees you, man. Well, I'd like to see him try to get it from me. Are they here? Not anymore. But they were here in this market? I think so. And they just left you? I see him here and there. Phantom still gives me money. She's a sweet lady. Hmm. Where's that girl that we always used to check on? Don't worry about that. When? 
how frequently does Phantom come to give you money? Uh, like, um, once every four days-ish. When was the last time she was here? She was right over there. <laughs> right now? No, like a couple hours ago. Can you call her? No. Grayson? No phones allowed in Nicias area. That's not what we're here for. Um, six? Who's Nicaea? Mm. I, I grab Stoner and just as hard as I can slap him across the face to try to sober him up a little bit. And right then, the bartender's right there. Hey, you know the rules being down here? No choking the strippers. (laughs) 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 Oh, fuck. All right, Stoner, you and I are going to go have a friendly conversation, and Grayson just kind of grabs him by the scruff of his shirt and starts walking him just towards a shadowy area outside the main circle. Val's going to follow and make sure Grayson doesn't get out of hand. Let's all go. You guys walk between the ninth life and hot stuff blacksmithing. Smells heavily of piss. Ugh. Time to sober up. Hey, man, why are you being like a dick? Yeah, man, why are you being like a dick? Yeah, your robot friend's cool. Yeah, man. <laughs> Banton and I have some unfinished business. Oh, yeah, because she fucking fucked your shit up with that fake thing. I did the editing on that. It was pretty good, right? It literally looked like you were on Nvidia. Oh, good. So you're another person I get to kill. Great. Kill? This is a joke, dude. Not a joke from my life. Oh, yeah, you were like a noble, right? Sure am. Hey, 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 I'll put in a good word, man. Grayson, let's go and steps back a little bit. I'll say that you're here, you don't have the girl anymore, that your robot friend's doing good. Does a finger gun back at him like, hey. Pew, pew. <laughs> Taurus walks up to Grayson and puts his uh, puts his hand on his shoulder and just like, Grayson, I, I understand your frustration, but this is not the time or nor the place to do anything stupid. Dude, did that guy get even buffer? <laughs> I did a couple of push-ups in the time that we were, the last time I saw you. <laughs> a couple push You look taller, too. Maybe my depth perception's off, and he adjusts his one eye manacle. Hey, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry, stoner. No worries. Got a little heated. That's okay. We're all friends here, right? Yeah, we're all friends. I'll let Phantom know you came by. We're all friends here. And Grayson casts friends on Stoner. Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> he casts friends? Can you tell us what that does for people who are newer to D&D? Yeah. Uh, uh, concentration up to a minute. I have advantage on all charisma tricks directed at one creature of my choice that isn't hostile towards me. When the spell ends, the creature realizes that uh, you use magic to influence its mood and it becomes hostile towards me. Lovely. I'm going to put my hand on his shoulder and my tattoo starts glowing. And, like, this red and black energy kind of, like, pulses through me into him. And I am going to say, listen, you and I were cut of the same cloth. And really, I just want to have a nice, calm conversation with Banton. So can you do me a favor and call her for me? And I'm going to try to persuade him to get in contact with Banton for me. I don't have any sending stones, man. You know how to get in contact with her, though. You're just so nice. Well, she's at the fighting pits. Great, thank you. You're welcome. I really, I really appreciate you telling us that. Uh, insight? I'm gonna use my, uh, inspiration to re-roll that. What was it before? Uh, it was an 8. And now it's a 19. You can tell that when he says the fighting pits, he's telling the truth, but there's definitely shit he's holding back. I appreciate you telling us where she is, but why don't you tell us the whole truth? 
Roll persuasion with advantage. Uh, Grayson rolled a 24 for oh persuasion. <laughs> Your hand's on his shoulder. He looks at it, he pats it, and he goes, You're a good guy, man. You're all good guys, man. Any of you got alcohol on you? I can get you a drink. Let's just finish this conversation first. Valen pulls out a flask and says, You can have the rest of this once you answer our questions. Well, I was going to. He's like my bestie. And he <laughs> <laughs> looks at Grayson. <laughs> and he's like, Don't tell anyone this, buddy, because, you know, I could get in trouble, man. But Nicaea. And when he says Nicaea, you see Six's fur kind of ripple. The hackles go up. She, um, she's been making some deals with Phantom lately, which Phantom's usually not in that deal. You know, she's a pirate and shit, but she's pretty cool. And, um, anyways, Nicaea's been working with her a lot, and so Phantom's been, uh, been doing the fighting pits. Running the fighting pits or fighting in the fighting pits? I don't know. I've never actually been there. That's fair. But, um, I know that Silvana knows. Silvana, where can we find her? She's a jeweler. She's fucking hot, man. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Grayson. Grayson, ask him what is the second part of the plan was. Yeah, Stoner, um, these other plans that Phantom had that you're talking about, what's what's that about? Yeah, man, it's really creative. So you know that uh, big race that Big Dave's doing? Yeah. She's gonna, and then his eyes kind of focus up a little bit, and the minute's up, and he goes, Un-fucking cool, my dude. <laughs> oh. I handed the flask. Oh, sick, dude. <laughs> Thank you. And he starts drinking some, and he's all, You want some little guy? You got some sweet armor, man. I haven't seen shit like that in years. He, like, kind of burps a little bit, and he goes, No, I'm good. Stoner, the plans. Fuck you. The vault's nautical. Fuck you, man. You just casted spells without consent. That's rude. That is rude. Valen, zap him. (laughs) (laughs) You want to start talking about consent? Valen's Valen's gonna cast Mage Hand, and it's gonna push him against the wall. Like by his throat? Yeah, by his uh, by, by his chest. I pick him up by his chest and slam him against the wall. Tell us what's going on. I don't have to tell you shit. I already gave you a lot of info. I'm a free man now, and I like to drink, so I'm gonna bye. Six flings a dagger right by his head, and it just grazes his ear. Roll intimidation with advantage. Business. If you get a natural twenty, this guy's gonna shit his pants. <laughs> Actually, in real life. Six rolled a seven and then a 13. All right, all right. Jesus, fuck. God, I damn. I don't know that much. I just know that she has something doing with the nautical because the big guy's on all the posters and he's like your friend or pilot or whatever. I don't know. So she's trying to fuck with him too? She's trying to fuck with all of you. Great. But I don't think that she's going to fuck with her friend. And he looks at six. I wouldn't be the top of the... uh words I would use to describe our relationship. But interesting. She buy you hoops. <laughs> Six, <crack> get- <laughs> Six gets kind of like a sad look in her eye and says, she bought me new hoops? Her voice goes up like an octave. They're like the tabaxi kind or whatever that go around the ear. <sighs> No man, just go talk to the jeweler. Fuck, leave me alone. You guys are being mean to my friend. 
You should, you guys, Stoner. <laughs> no, Grayson. He puts his hand on your face, like kind of like in your like nose and mouth a little bit. Yeah, like dude, no, no, no. Just, just Gr Grayson, stop it. Just Stoner. If we let you go, what are you going to do? The bar. Yeah, that's it. You're just gonna go sit at the bar. You're gonna do the whole bar. Yeah. Wow. And he goes to like I five temple. Yeah, it, we miss. <laughs> well, until the fights start. When do the fights start? I don't know. They always come and get me. Great. I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, all right. Um, turn to Grace. I'm like, I think I think he's told us everything he can. I agree. And then I kind of pat him on the cheek lightly and say thank you. And while I'm doing that, I'm gonna cast Hunter's Mark on him. <laughs> Ranger shit. Oh, what it do? Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab him by the shoulder, and I'm gonna extend my hand out Who? to shake the stoner. Okay. I'm gonna extend my hand out to shake him, shake his hand. He shakes it, but he pulls you close. What I want to do is, I want to try to transfer his credits to my bracelet. Ooh. <laughs> Roll sleight of hand, and this is a very high DC. Hell yeah. Well, he's drunk. Right, but that's a complex thing to do. So did Grayson just put a tracker on him, basically, for an hour? Magic, a magical tracker. Magical tracker. Yes. Great. I just, I, I yes. just imagine it was like a like a little a little wrist tweak thing. You can you roll with advantage because it's my my thing that I that I made. No. Okay. But it, I'm already giving you a lot from that thing. Sorry. But it's like a help action. <laughs> I just want to see if it'll work. I'm, it's just it's just. Uh, I have the DC in my head. Go ahead. DC thirty. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a nine. <laughs> it was an eighteen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you try to do it, and then he, but he pulls you closer and goes, "Hey, man, your um, your golden boy is kind of intimidating, so just want to let you know, you guys look kind of scary." And then he starts to walk away. Um, and before he walks away, I'm like, "Well, that's kind of the point." <laughs> yeah. Hey, Temple, you ever want you another drink? It's on me, buddy. Yeah, and then he, man, I fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And then he walks back towards the greasy butterfly. Let's go talk to the jeweler. Okay. So we're headed towards the jeweler. The jeweler. Jeweler. We walk over to the jeweler. Yeah. Yeah, you see this beautiful um, little boutique. Uh, there's people kind of coming and going. They look like nicer, yet kind of shady folks going in and out. Who goes in first? Uh, I guess Grayson will. Be pretty. You walk in, she purdy, goddammit, Grant. And you see. She, uh, that wasn't me. That was Dylan. Oh, Goddammit, Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> Your wife is right there. She's Don't pretty. Oh, am I wrong? Is she purdy? <laughs> no, she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> so you walk in and you see a babe of babes. <laughs> you see Silvana. She is a medium height elf, elven woman with silvery white blonde hair that is in a. Like a lined V cut. It's very long on her collarbones, sort of short in the back. She has these stunning crystal teal eyes, fully done up in makeup. She wears a circlet of engravings around her head with feathers that kind of pop up. She has these beautiful ear cuffs that are on her pointed ears, tons of necklaces draped on her. She looks very high class and extremely beautiful. There's also two other clients in the store that she's talking to. The store itself is full of jewels, amulets, exquisite necklaces. You see a section with some arcane focuses, jewelry and rings abundant, and then some, uh, there's like some 
glass cases with dirt, certain types of gemstones inside. Pants goes over to Temple and says, Temple, you want to hold my hand, buddy? Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, hold my hand. Let's go stand over in the corner over here, because I think me and you are the most dangerous to be in this shop right now. So not, let's just I'm not, go. I'm not, I'm not dangerous. Let's just come hold my hand. Let's just go over here. Let's go look at this pretty thing over here. Come on, come on. Okay, but I'm not dangerous. Okay? No, you're not dangerous, Temple. I was just, that was just something I said. Do people think I'm dangerous? No, you're great. <laughs> Torash, am I dangerous? No. Not currently, right now. Okay. <laughs> see, Temple, okay. see? So just come over here. Let's go over to the corner. Come on. Yeah. What, what, what are we standing near? Yeah, so you guys walk over to the corner, and it's two bookshelves that have books upon jewelry making and types of gems. And also, there is a lot of beautiful, boutique style, like, very decorated shelves with um, arcane focuses. So there's crystals, orbs, wands, all kinds of items like that. Pants, how, how are you on orbs? I could use an orb. Uh, orbs are neat. Yeah. Want to see? He picks up pants. Yeah. And... Alright, whoa, temple, whoa, okay. That was okay. <laughs> <laughs> and there's um, every color, size, density. Some are opaque and you can see through. Some are pure raw color of orbs. And they're very beautiful. I think that's just what we're up to. We're, we're just, just looking, looking at, at orbs. <laughs> they're just they're just pondering orbs. Yeah, we're just look. We're just pan, we're just over here pondering orbs. Googling orbs. The rest of you, what are you doing? I'd like to cast detect magic. Oh no! Mm-hmm. And I can cast that at will because of my eldritch innovation. I mean, there are orbs here, Valen. There's magic all over, bud. Valen, Valen's gonna like rub his hands together, and if anyone's no- if anyone's watching, you'll start to see like kind of greenish electricity kind of form around and it'll like blend with the red and then it'll dissipate and then it'll just like Hadouken! (laughs) It'll just like poof outwards within a 30 foot radius and then it'll be able to uh, see any magical items or sense any magical items within 30 feet with a faint aura. Or just magic in general. Or just magic in general. Would that like show stuff we're all holding? Anything that's magic, yeah. Do these highlight in like this greenish magic that you're using? Yeah, greenish red kind of thing. Yeah, so if you were looking at this like a pano and you were looking around the room, I'd say 50% of the items light up. And then you notice that almost everything the shopkeeper is wearing lights up green, including her robes. And then you also notice there's things in the back room, but you can't see necessarily what because you can't see through walls are green. And then you notice that there's things in, like, drawers that are kind of like the greens peeking through the drawer slits. So you are overwhelmed with green for a minute in your eyeballs. Cool. I'm just really kind of seeing if there's anything that's not on the floor that's lighting up. There's definitely things in the back room that are lighting up. Cool. That's what I wanted to know. It could be stock. You don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm going to turn to um, uh, Grayson and be and uh, Six and be like, uh... There might be some stuff in the back there. Um, oh, excuse me. I overheard you. Everything is currently out and about in the store. There's nothing in the back stock that you'd need. How can I help you? My name's Silvana. Justine. <laughs> <gasps> uh, just one second, and I turn around, and I'm going to continue talking to Six. Oh. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, 
Well, pardon me. It's, it's only my shop, darling, but you know. Yeah, no, you can go ahead and uh, help the other guests that are still here. We're still perusing. Oh, what a gentleman. Just make sure your wings don't knock into anything. Oh, they won't. I have full control of them. I bet you do. And then she walks back to the other guests and continues the negotiation. Justine, stop. Oh, stop. oh, Lord. Give, give me a case of the papers. <laughs> Six, you're familiar with this, uh, with these, uh, with these shops here. Um, how would one go about seeking other things, um, that aren't on display? Uh, I mean, a good start is not to just kind of call them out that they have shit in the back. You kind of got to work up to that point in conversation. Probably a good, probably a good start. I didn't think I was that close. I thought we just walked in. You're inside. Yeah. And yeah, I know. I didn't think that we were that close to her where she'd like over here. Secondly, flash some cash, you know. And then the other two, the couple that's there purchased this beautiful glowing ring. They kind of kiss each other, grab the ring and walk out. And she comes up and says, thank you so much for your patience. How can I help you? We were told that uh, you had some information about Phantom in the fighting pits. Okay. <laughs> she slowly turns her head towards you and goes, You're not here to buy anything. Well, we're here for that too, but information and physical objects kind of go hand in hand with this group. I love the hand in hand type of interactions. How about we start with the buying and then we talk about anything else, darling? Sure. Is what were you looking for? Well, this group tends to like things that are a little more unique. Well, and she starts to go to the wands. Some of these wands are from the ancient birchwoods of Invinia. Can't be found really in any places in the galaxy. Unique and powerful is uh, what this group leans towards. They're powerful if you're a magic user. Roll persuasion if you're trying to see rare items. Rare and illegal. Okay. We'll start with rare, but if you get over a 19, then we'll do illegal too. Uh, well, 17. Oh. Well, pardon me. Maybe I shouldn't have talked to those other guests. Well, have all of you had your fill of what I currently have in this space? I could show you some rare goods. I don't show to every customer. And she winks at pants. <laughs> I think we'd love to see some of your rarer artifacts. Of course. If you don't know what these do, please ask any and all questions. And then, so she goes and brings this very beautiful silk-like layout, unfolds it a couple of times, and you see a beautiful pearl that's slightly glowing. Also, Arlen, all these items glow green for you. She has a locket. She has a necklace of prayer beads that look very simple, similar to temples, but they're like a pearlescent light pink. And then she has a ring. These are some of the rarest things that I have. I'm sorry, I we haven't been introduced. My name is Silvana. What's your name, darling? And she looks at six. You can call me Guten for right now. Guten, it's an absolute pleasure. You wear your fur so beautifully. Thank you. I have actually the most lovely set of earrings I'd love to see you try on, but... I digress. Anyone else? My name is Silvana. I understand in this part of the world, names are not always needed. Would you like to peruse these four items? Um, yeah, I was actually curious. What do these uh, prayer beads do? Well, darling. And my name's Trombone Malone. That's right. <laughs> mm. 
so musical. Are you a bard, darling? Oh, I wish. That'd be neat, huh? No, I was thinking about how beads are kind of like orbs, and I saw that you have a bunch of orbs <laughs> there that are kind of like these. And I hold up my, uh, my prayer beads for her to inspect. Oh, well, then you might indeed be interested in this item. I must say that with a voice like that, body, you might look into being a bard. And then I'm now going to tell you as a DM what these do. She would be explaining, but I'm going to go into D&D terms, so just pretend she's explaining. So this necklace has 1d4 plus two deeds of magics, um, a mixed of aquarium, black pearl, and topaz. topaz. It also has non-magical beans that are kind of mixed in that are this light pink color that we talked about. Six types of peed exists. If you buy this, you'll roll a d20. These are the things that can happen when you roll that d20. You can get a blessing, which is the cur- the literal spell bless. You can get cure wounds at second level. You can get favor, which is greater restoration. Smiting, which is branding smite. Summons, which is a planar ally. And walking wind, where you can wind walk. So very, very strong spells. So that's everything this can do if you have the magic within you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I do. That's a lot of stuff. I I think I like these ones. And he kind of like rubs them on his cheek a little bit and as he walks away. Oh, oh, wait, real quick. Uh, oh, I was just thinking, you were just saying I'd be a good bard. I found that like trying to define yourself is kind of like trying to bite your own teeth. You know what I'm saying? But you don't have teeth, honey. How do you do that? I know. That's what's really getting to me. That's what that... And I I hand her the beads while I'm, like, rambling stuck on that. Trombone, you are such a pleasure to me. I love you. And then as I take the beads, I look at the rest of them and said, has he been to the greasy butterfly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've all had a drink or two. Hey, I've had some, too. She takes a little bit of whiskey and shakes it from under the counter and puts it down. And she starts looking at your beads temple, and you see her eyes widen and almost glow teal. She's obviously doing a, some kind of spell as she looks at them. And she says, these are stunning. How about a thousand credits for them? Mm-hmm. Nope. And he, hands, he <laughs> extends his hand. Of course, I respect any and all fair trade, and I get the sentimental value of a piece of jewelry. Which is why I'm in the line of work that I do. I appreciate that you appreciate them. <laughs> Six wants to look at Temple and be like, that's a lot of credits. Are, are you sure you don't want to sell her your little beads? <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're my beads. Yeah, and a thousand credits could be your thousand credits. <laughs> Money's icky, though. I don't like money. <laughs> Money's icky, though. I'm gonna go look at the orbs some more. And he walks walks to the orbs. Pants goes up to the lady and goes, uh, Mr. Floppy Bottom, at your service, lady, ma'am. It's a pleasure, my gentleman. How may I assist you? Uh, I got some things to sell. Oh, I'm always in the market to buy from such a unique soul as you. I've never seen armor quite like that. Is that for sale? Oh, no, no, you wouldn't want this. No. Um, all right. Uh, so he pulls up a bag. He pulls up his bag and he starts pulling out all the shit. She gently moves the four rare items that you were looking at and then puts another red velvet down for you to set your items on. <laughs> Great. Oh, he's like, oh, fancy. 
Um, and he puts his rotting elven finger on there, um, the fake mustache, a warforge part, and a flask of yellow oil from a monster. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> she sits there in stunned silence, looks he at the points rest. At the, he points at the rotting elven finger. And he's like, this one in particular, I think you'll like very much. <gasps> Darling, do you know what I am? Yeah, you're a really nice lady who wants to buy stuff from us. I'm also an elf. Are you trying to offend me? And she kind of leans down over you. No, this is great um, artifacts for, you know, your uh, learning pleasure. Because we're learning a lot from this rotted finger. She kind of looks at the rest of you if you're a Q here. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Pants, I don't know if she wants to buy any of these, um... What are you talking about? These are all great wealths of knowledge. Yeah, I, I don't think she's going to want to buy a body part of that is deceased of her kind. Imagine if someone tried selling you an, an old decrepit riding finger of a kobold that was blue. Mm. Well, I think we all know that I would find that quite interesting, but I get what you're saying. Thank you, Pants. Uh, and so he's like, Fine, I will take my... Wait, wait, wait. I'm not done with this transaction. Mm. That's what I thought. But you, the one who speaks so wisely. And she looks at Tarash <laughs> and says, Don't I know you from somewhere, darling? I don't believe... I don't believe so. Roll deception. What's your fake name? Uh, Tarash rolled a seven. You're that strong boy that's going to be in the races, aren't you? I guess I am. Funny to see someone as famous as you down here. You must be with this lovely little bobcat, I'm assuming. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> I feel like the rest of the group is just like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to assume. You're just both so lovely. I have my heart elsewhere. Oh, perhaps an engagement ring then. And she shoves another panel to the side for engagement rings. Not yet. Perhaps, perhaps one day. Hmm. Well, little kobold. Yes. I have an idea for you. How about that? Just to persuade your friends here to buy something from me. That flask of oil you should take to Kobix at Hot Stuff. You would love it. That finger Professor Noxious at the Soggy Chicken might be interested in. As for the other items, darling... Keep them. I think that you'll find a deal delectable at somewhere else. All right. <laughs> He's like, one more time. He goes, are you sure you don't want the finger? If you know what I know, Professor Noxious will eat that finger up, my love. Uh, Gross. Okay. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. So he, he's like, <laughs> he gathers them all up and shoves them back into his bag. I appreciate you be so willing to barter, though. What a refreshing thing. Everyone here always deals in secrets. This lady's giving me the heebies. <laughs> <laughs> Are you interested in any of the other of these items? No. <laughs> Nothing's really catching our fancy, um... What about you, Half-Elf? You're the one who wanted to see the rare items to begin with. This locket of trickery, what's that? The locket of... Okay, so she brandishes this locket. She, like, gently puts it over the back of one hand while the chain jingles from another and says, 
Well, this lock seems, this locket seems to be ordinary, but... And then she explains, and basically, this is a locket that when given to a, when worn by someone, you can't be burglarized. So all dexterity checks against you have disadvantage. This is great in this part of the land. Yeah. These are all very intriguing items, but I was hoping for something a little more. Hmm. Roll persuasion with advantage. Uh, a 15 and an 18. You pass. Yay. Well, can you all keep a secret? Better than you know. Pants can. You know it. Temple. <laughs> she goes, hold on. She walks to the front of the store, flips the sign from open to closed. Come with me. And you follow her to the back room? Yes or no? Yeah. Yes. Torres will stay in the main room area just to keep a lookout. Pants will stay. Pants will stay too. <laughs> and then you all walk in the back and she reveals I have specific venom from Nicaea, which you all now know from Hunt. This is a drug that's heavily distributed from this planet. I also have blueprints to Nicaea's warehouse which is connected to the fighting pits. Holy shit. I'm assuming you all have been to the fighting pits before. No. No. Oh. I don't think we need either of these items, but maybe you could tell us where the fighting pits are. <laughs> Fascinating. Roll perception. Or, sorry, roll persuasion. Six rolled. 24. Ooh. Holy shit. Oh my god, she tells you everything she knows. <laughs> 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 well, darling... I wouldn't tell you this if you weren't so beautiful. Maybe you could model a piece or two for me. But the fighting pits are underneath our feet right now. Mm. If you go to the statue and say the correct password, you get in. What's the password? Oh, God, they change it every hour and I never go. I don't know. Listen, how would we go about finding this information? She says, well... There's two in this circle who are usually attending. It'd either be Taka or Professor Noxious. Well, we gotta go to Professor Noxious anyway, so... Have you seen Taka before? I have not. Oh, that little tabaxi makes me laugh. She's the shopkeeper of the Ninth Life Alchemy Shop. <laughs> well, thank you, Kanda, for that information. Of course, darling. I really can't persuade you, though, to buy anything. This feels kind of like a one-sided deal. Well, you see, she rolled a 24. <laughs> well, Pants did offer you all of, uh... It's not like we didn't try. Mm, his name is Pants. That's adorable. Ah, uh, fucking shit! That's Can I redo goes. that? <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Nope, you can't. Oh, god Sorry. damn it. It's really cute. I did say Mr. Floppy Bottom, so she didn't know my first name. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm like, it's actually Pants Floppy Bottom. Oliver, Pants Floppy Bottom. <laughs> well, have fun, darling, and don't get a, Don't let that Warforge get too much drunk. How much is that Pearl of Power? Mmm. Well, darling, for you, with your shoppies like mine, I would settle at 5,000 credits. <laughs> A little too rich for our blood today. Thank you, though. No problem. I also take trades. I'm sure you do. Well, I'm always here. Please, I hope that I haven't offended you. You don't seem like the type that normally come into the shop, but 
Do you need anything? Thank you. Um, one more question, actually. Uh, where would one deal with um, trading and bartering weapons? That would be hot stuff, blacksmithing. No, well, thank you kindly. Goodbye, everyone. We will now switch as you guys walk to the back. We'll switch to the front of the shop where you're all browsing. Trash, I feel like you're guarding. The other two are looking at items. What do you want to do? Oh, you know Pants is trying to steal stuff. Temple, you just you just being drunk and looking at shiny orbs. Um. Pants takes this opportunity uh, to try to convince Temple to help him steal an orb. <laughs> so the pearl, you look at it, Pants, and it looks really familiar. Is it circular? Is it an orb? It's it's a very small orb. Probably like this. It's like this size. It's very small. Okay, great. I like I like orbs. While this pearl is on you. You can use an action to speak its command word and regain one extended spell slot. If the extended spell slot was fourth level or higher, you also get a third level one. Once you use the pearl, it can't be used again until the next day. I'm really scared, but I knew Pants would try to do it. (laughs) (laughs) He looks around and he, I don't know what Torash and Temple are doing. I'm just looking around, keeping an eye out. I think temple is uh just like jabbering in torash's ear so he like he's looking around and he spots the pearl of power and he's like oh mm. very uh very glowy orb pippin in the palantir kind of shit <laughs> grayson really wanted it well he asked about it and then pants so in pants's mind that means that he really wanted it so he kind of like sidesteps over and is like watching Temple and 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 Torash, making sure that they're still talking to each other. He's, he goes over to it and he's like, he's like looking around. He, he like kind of whispers to Fidget and he's like, hey, Fidget, keep an eye out real quick here. Fidget can't be surprised. So since that, since you did that to Fidget, I will give you advantage on this roll. Roll slide of hand. If it still loses the DC, then Fidget, uh, you're not surprised, but you're still caught. He tries to snatch it. Roll the dice. Roll the dice. He rolls a 16 and then a 13. Uh, oh, you're so, it was literally a 17. It was literally a 17. Do you have a point of inspiration from earlier? Pants rolled an 18. So you literally grab this pearl super fast. You put it in your breast pocket. No one sees except oh. Torash rolled a natural 20. God, Torash. <laughs> and he rolled a 22. So Torash, you're looking around and you see Pants do this. What's your reaction? He's like looking at Torash like. <laughs> I just kind of like quietly walk over and I'm sure Temple's still probably jabbering on even though that I walked over to Pants. Mm-hmm. And I kind of and I kind of kneel down <laughs> and look at pants and I'm like, this is not the place to fuck around and find out. <laughs> Put it back. But I rolled an 18. <laughs> 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 oh, come on. I I was I, I'm going to keep it to our ash. <laughs> keep it. Pants, I, I understand that, but she's going to find out. When she comes back and sees that it's missing, 
and there's only three people in here. Can't I just... Okay, how about this? How about this? How about this? I take the orb that I got from the teller and I just put that there. It's like three times the size, but yes, yes do it. You won't notice. You know. Put it <laughs> back. But I t- I just trade it. I just you trade it. You guys want to hear a joke? <laughs> I, I grab, I just gently grab pants and I lift them up and I, and I kind of like put him over where the, like on the counter, like where it is. <laughs> Put it back. No. <laughs> it's a really good joke. <laughs> yeah, Temple, tell us your joke, Temple. At, at this point, you're starting to see the people file back in. Doris, put me down. Put me down, Doris. Put it back. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you again. You let, you're going to let her see you holding pants and put it back? No. I'm just like. You got like three seconds before she comes in. <laughs> it's just like curled up like, No. <laughs> I drop pants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't put him. I don't put him down though. I literally like so he's so he's at like six feet high, and I literally just let him go. I'm in so much trouble. He hits the counter and bounces <laughs> off. And six <sighs> Grayson, Valen, and Silvana come back, and you literally hear it's a really good joke. <laughs> yeah, Temple, tell us your joke. What was it? I, I have a good one. You want to oh, hear it? Oh God. I do. This one killed back at the monastery. Okay. (laughs) Seeing his master on the other side of a raging river, a student waved his arms and shouted, Master, master, how do I get to the other side? The master smiled and said, You are on the other side. He he puts his hands up like, ah, da-da. Oh. She laughs. Everyone's just fucking silent. (laughs) (laughs) You get it? Because it's all relative. Monastery, are you from V7? I am. Ah, oh, you're the Warforged, aren't you? The Peace Forge. <laughs> yeah, it's me. That's that's not him. Oh, no, no, I'm I am Trombone Malone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I apologize, Trombone. Well, it was a pleasure to meet all of you. If you want any of these lovely items, and she looks down at her items, cocks her head, then it, like shakes it off, and is like, "Please don't forget to visit me." JJ Silvana at your service. Thanks, JJ. Thank you. Thank you, JJ. Goodbye, darlings. And you all exit. I can't fucking believe Pants got away with that. <laughs> Don't be mad, Pants. <laughs> I know. I'm just mad. I'm just mad at myself because I just realized what I should have done, but it's all right. <laughs> Torash is bad. <laughs> Nobody laughed at my joke except Sylvana. Wow, guys, you guys suck. Did you guys not get it? I, I, I honestly, that kind of went over my head. That's gonna bite me in the butt I later. I understood a temple. It's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll tell it again. So a master's <laughs> on the other side. Thank you so much for tuning into our show. We hope that you have a phenomenal week. Tell your friends all about the boys and may all your space travels be safe.